Okay, we start off this year's Parsha Shir, Parsha's Akev, Tavshin Ayin Bays, again broadcasting live from Camp Kaley for a couple more weeks. And we get into Parsha's Akev, starting off with the words of Rav Zevin. Right at the beginning of the Parsha, first Pasuk in the Parsha, Vahe Akev Tishmu'un Hard Pasuk to translate, as we've spoken about a lot in the past, and many Mepharshim pick up on the phrase Akev Tishmu'un, Let's translate it as because you listen to the laws, Ushmar Temba Asisem Osam, and you guard and you do them. Vishamar Hashem and if you guard that, then Hashem will guard you. Esabris Vesachesed Hashem Nishpal Abusecha, everything that He promised your forefathers, Vahevcha Uve Rachacha Verbecha, and He'll give you all the wonderful brachos of children and Osher, Baraktiem Mikal Haamim, and Nocholi, and you'll rule over the nations, all the wonderful, wonderful brachos that are spoken about because Ekev Tishma'un. So, we you know, Rashi talks about Ekev, the Balaturim talks about Ekev, the Medrash as well, the Medrash on line number two. Ube Medrash, Ad Shetishmeru Es Mitzvosai Ad Ha'akev. The Medrash says, Ekev Tishma'un, you have to listen all the way until the Ekev, until the heel. What does that mean? Until the heel. So yes, Rashi says, Akiv, the mitzvahs that we, we have to keep even the mitzvahs that we usually step on. Even the mitzvahs that we usually step on, that's the Akiv. But the Medrash doesn't sound that way. He says, keep the mitzvahs ad ha'akev until the heel. Says Rav Zevin, ad ha'akev akev. Not with the heel, but until the heel. Klomar, what does it mean until the heel? Meharosh ad ha'akev. Means from the head to the until the heel. Usually he's talking about a body, so it's from the head to the heel. What does that mean? Pirush Advarim says of Zevin. The pasuk Shabbarsha say no later on in the parsha we have another pasuk that could shed light on our medrash. The pasuk says Hashem, Hashem's eyes are on Eretz Yisrael. May Rishis Hashana Ad Achris Shana. May Rishis, as has been pointed out, is spelled without an aleph. Meiratius usually from the word ratius spelled with an aleph, but here it's not. Meiratius Hashanah Dach It's without an aleph. And the Sefer Chassidus he quotes that if you look around, switch around the letters in Meiratius, it could spell Meitishrei. Meitishrei. Tishrei is the ratius Hashanah. Meitishrei. Chodesh Tishrei who bechinas Rosh lekal Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah who Rosh lekabalos amalchus shemayim. On Rosh Hashanah we we say malchus. Yom Akipurim Rosh lechuva v'sukas Rosh lesimcha shal mitzvah. Tishrei is the Rosh. Tishrei is the beginning. It's the head. May Rosh's Hashanah. It's the Rosh. It's the Rosh of the entire year at all levels, and it's very intense. Aval iefsha lidrosh min haadam. But it's impossible to demand from a person. And Hashem understands this. It's impossible for us to feel the pressure, and maybe it's even unhealthy, to feel the pressure of the Yomim no Ra'im every single day of our lives. We feel so intense and so tense as we do right before shofar blowing. We want to be able to function properly. We want to be able to be able to, to talk to our, our family and to our friends if we if we have the same focus that we have, the intensity. Or a different kind of feeling. The enjoyment and the simcha that we reach, hopefully dancing around with the Torah and the Hakafis, we don't feel that the whole year. But what must we get out of Tishrei? 
Elish in Bechodesh Tishrei who Bebechinas Rosh. We should at least view Tishrei as racious. We should view Tishrei as the head and the beginning of our year. And as long as we are connected to our head, the whole year, we're on the body, but we're still connected to the head, that's okay. We're still mechubar. At least even the end, the last thing we should do when we're the fully distant, the farthest we are away from Tishrei, we should be at the cave. At the heel, if Tishrei is the, if the Tishrei and all the feelings that that month engenders and gives us is racious, is the beginning, is the Rosh, then at least throughout the year, we shouldn't get farther than feeling the Akev. And we shouldn't be an Akev, or even further, somehow disconnected from the head. Any state that we're in the entire year has to at least be nourished and connected back to Tishrei. At least connected back. It doesn't have to be another Tishrei. Right? There are 12 months of the year. We don't have 12 Tishreis. We don't have 12 Elves. Every month has a unique Ophi about it, a unique nature to it, but they all have to be connected to the head, to the racious. That's the message of the pasuk. Me racious ashana at achreshana. Even by the achres of the shana, in terms of time, we have to be we have to be connected. Then he says other drush. Maybe that's the message of yado ochezes ba'akev esav. Good. Ukeshem should skip down a couple of lines. Ukeshem shehu bizman, just like. We have just described in terms of time that wherever and whenever we find ourselves throughout the year, we have to try to be connected to the head of the year, the Tishrei, that passed. It's the same type of message in space. Not only in time, but in space. We act a certain way in shul, in the base medrash. We're learning, we're davening, we're focused. That's the Rosh. So even when we are outside the shul, when we are outside the yeshiva, outside the base medrash, we have to be at least, the furthest away is the akev of the rosh, which is the shul, which is our centers of ruchnius. Rosh, vo'ehi lo'hem lo'mikdash ma'at. That is our miniature base amigdash. Ukemosheh base amigdash ha'yeh bebechinas even shesiyah. Shemimenu hushtata olam. Just like the base amigdash, the Kodesh Kadashim, the even ha'shesiyah. From there, the entire world was yonik and was able to be constructed and created. So too, but that has to be the magnet and the source of life to our entire lives. And we're constantly connected in place to the base letters of the base Knesses and in time to the feelings of Tishrei. Harachova Hashuk Ha'akev, the street, the marketplace, when we have to go out to the stores to, to, to Parnassa. So we have to at least keep the mentality that we are a cave. We are the heels. It's never totally separated. The head is always in um, connected and in, uh, constructed with the Rosh. So we have it in time. We have it in place. And finally, we have it, says Rav Zevin, in the person himself. Within a person. Hakochos hamulim shalo. We have so many. We have tremendous kochos. Hamishachshava The intellect, the thought process. Barosh. The rosh always has to lead and be madrich the entire the entire rest of the body. Everything I do with my hands and with my feet and everything else in the body. That's me mechubar larosh. Mivalgo laelav akar mivalgo latata halevim taivosa v'rakev. The heart, everything 
is has to be munach by the rosh, and therefore it says Rav Zevin, "Vahaya ekev tishmun." What did the major say? Acha tishmu es mitzvosai ata akev. You got to keep until the akev, but not past. Not past the akev. It's got to be the heel which is nourished and connected to the rosh in time, in place, and in our bodies. All has to be connected, and that makes it akev. Okay, that gets things started, and we continue. We paraches. Let's go to now pasakei. If you remember, Akev continues Moshe Rabbeinu's review of Jewish history. But now, this part, we get more onto the commandments, onto the instructions that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving in this five to six-week six speech, which is the entire Sefer Dvarim, which is Moshe Rabbeinu's last statement to his people. So, Peraches, Pasuk, hey, Torah tells us, after Moshe Rabbeinu described the experience in the Midbar, you ate the man, your clothes grew with you, you didn't get any, any um, blisters on your feet for 40 years, walking on the sand, and you shall know. And what we're going to say now is an obvious thought, but it has to be said again and again, so that we imbue it within us. It also is the topic of yesterday's Dafyomi, where the Olam um, Torah has started brachas again. Yesterday's Daf. You shall know in your heart, like a father is miyaser, punishes, gives tochacha, pains a child. Hashem Hashem pains you. We have to know, Hashem knows that there will be difficulties in our life. There will, there will be Yisurin. But we have to realize all of our Yisurin are Yisurin Shal Ahava. In short and in long, in short, in two lines, says the Rav Saratskin, Aznayim LaTorah, Lolin Kom Nakam, nothing that happens and sometimes it's so, so difficult for us to accept that when tragedy occurs, Rahman al-Islan, but even if we can't feel it, and brachos go by feeling, by the way. We don't say atova hamitav on everything, as Chazal say. We say dayna emes, Rahman al-Islan. But we have to at least know, even though we, we have to believe. Lonin kom nakam. Anything negative, anything tragic is not because God is a vengeful God against His people. He obviously, obviously, we believe in. But, just like a parent, sometimes does something to a child which the child does not understand, but it's really for the child's benefit, so too, that's how we have to understand. Says, grow through Torah, Bepliskin. Says, grow through Torah, pain is subjective. This Pasuk is telling us a mentality and an attitude that we have to have whenever there is any type of difficulty in our lives. Family difficulty, financial difficulty, any type of difficulty. Says the go through Torah. We have to realize pain is subjective. The amount of suffering you feel is dependent on how you view it. Obviously, Rahman al in extreme cases, there's pain that's beyond any type of any type of uh, intellectual explanation. But in many cases the amount of suffering you feel is dependent on how you view it. A person might have injured themselves and feels great pain. When a child hurts themselves, they cry and cry and cry. The parent comes over and gives a kiss. Boom, they stop crying. Is the child not in pain? 
No, Pashat Shal is in pain. But right when the parent does it, their mentality changes. My parent gave me a kiss. It's no more. Or he gives the other example. Something happens. My finger, my foot. I'm scared. Is it broken? Is it sprayed? I can't move it. All of a sudden, I go to a doctor. And the doctor says, don't worry about it. You can move it. It's only bruised. It's okay. All of a sudden, the person's mentality changes. All of a sudden, maybe I'll take a little more risk in moving it. It doesn't hurt as much. You know, in a couple of days, he said, it'll be all better. So I could bear with it. I could deal with it. In this situation on the bottom, most people feel relieved and although the pain is still there, it subjectively becomes much lighter almost immediately. When you know, when you have a diagnosis, when you know what's happening, when there's, when there's something positive. Similarly, when you know that a certain pain is beneficial for you, it does not really bother you too much in some cases. Some medicines are difficult to take, but when a person knows how much they will help him, he's ready to take them and can cope with the discomfort much better than if he would view the matter as totally negative. Our mentality changes. That is why the Torah tells us, Kikasher Yaser Ish Es Bino Hashem Elokecha Miyasreka It's a parent. Hashem is a parent. A kind and loving father, he writes, will at times need to take the child to a doctor for stitches, which can be painful but it's entirely for the child's benefit, for his physical well-being. He might not realize it. The child thinks, what am my father doing? He's putting needles into me. Or uh, he's holding ice on a bruise, which is, which is killing me. But an older child with more understanding realizes his father's motivations and is grateful, eventually at least, to his father for helping him. The same parent will find times when he might have to use harsher methods than usual to discipline the child. The chulu, the chulu. We have to realize this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us and this is the mentality that we have to have and the chizak that we have to give to others. It's, it's so hard in some situations. But the Torah says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our father. And sometimes we don't understand things that our parents did until, until afterwards, retroactively in life. So in this world, we don't always understand everything. But as Rav Sarutskin said, we believe, It's all good in the end. It's all up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He is the master planner with the love of his people. Okay, now we get to two major Meshachachmas. They're in the same piece. We're going to do them both. They're one right after another. First, they're both on the one bracha that we've discussed in the past, the one bracha that is a mitzvah daraisa. Birchas hamazon. So it tells us, V'yachalta v'shavata v'yachta, Hashem alakecha, ala aretz atova shenasalach, you shall eat, you shall be satiated, and then you shall give a bracha to Hashem, ala aretz atova shenasalach, the last pasik before, Shane. Good. So we know all the halachas of Birchas hamazon. Hopefully it's, a, it's an area of study that hopefully we can, we can focus on. But the Meshachachma deals with two issues. Number one is a Gemara. Gemara that's going to come up in Masechah's Brachas and the Dafyomi in a couple of weeks. The Gemara says, he quotes at the beginning of source number five, How do I know that Brachas Amazon, the Bracha, the only Bracha that is Daraisa according to everybody? Birchas Torah is a discussion, but Birchas Amazon is Daraisa. Shneemar, Vachalta Vesvalta Verachta, Zu Birchas Hazimon. It's a Shemal Kechel Zu Birchas Hazan, Vachulu Benching, Ainli El Achra of Lafanami Nayin. I make a bracha afterwards. What about beforehand? So, Midrabanan, we make a bracha beforehand. So, we say, Kalvachomer. If I make a bracha when I'm satiated, surely I should make a bracha when I, I am still hungry. Okay, so, brachos, though, Berchazanen, and we pass in our Durabanan. On a Daraisa level, though, we make a bracha only after we eat food. What about Talmud Torah? 
What about Birchaz HaTorah? Machlokas, is that a separate mitzvah? Is it included in the mitzvah of Tamil Torah? But at least the simple understanding of the Gemara, and that is the Shita, at least of summary shown him, is that Birchaz HaTorah is Daraisa as well. The only two brachas that are Daraisa. So how do you know what's the source for Birchaz HaTorah? So Gemara discusses it. Um, comparing Birchaz HaMazon and Birchaz HaTorah. And the Maskana, as we know, is Birchaz HaTorah before we learn is Daraisa, Birchaz HaMazon after we eat is Daraisa, and the others are only Dirabana. Ask the Meshachachma why. The Gemara gave a couple of Svaras, but he goes into it a little deeper. Why do we make a bracha before we learn and after we eat? The Gemara even as far as the other way, like we just saw. If you, if you make a bracha after you eat, surely thank yourself for the food. So before we eat, as we dig in and we're looking at our, our, our delicious, succulent dishes, so that's where we should make a bracha. Says the Meshachachma, what's the point of a bracha? It's not just about hoda'ah. Thank you. Thank you for the food. That's not the only purpose of a bracha. But the bracha affords us protection. Says the Meshachachma, v'tayma nira. On line on, where it's doubly underlined. V'tayma nira. If we think about the greatness and the thankfulness that we have to give Hashem for everything He gave us, then it is a kavachomer. If we thank Hashem for giving us food, surely Torah, which gets us olam haba. Right, if I make a bracha on food when I'm satiated, surely when I'm hungry and I see it in front of me. So if it's all about hoda'ah, if that's the only element, then these svaros would be correct. And we would have to make a bracha before we eat our and after we learn. That's not the only message of a bracha. But there's another idea that we have to think of, know, and recognize about benching and berchaz Torah. And it's based on a chazal, but he expands upon it. Rashi quotes it in this week's parsha as well. After I eat, I am alulavait. There's a good chance, literally, that I'm going to rebel. When I feel satiated, when I feel like I have everything. Imagine after a big meal, sometimes we feel like, oh, I can't move. I'm, I'm so... It's hard, somewhat hard to bench. It's hard to bench. I have to, I have to get focused and I have to, I have to have kavana. Before we eat, we're much more active and much more, we're ready into it. But after we eat, we're relaxed. As the Gemara says, and this isn't, this isn't just food, but in general, as Rashi quotes, Ein Adam Mori Baruch Merit to Hashem is only when I feel like I have everything. If I'm missing, if I'm lacking, then obviously I'm going to focus on God because I need Him. But after I eat, I have. Like the Pasuk says, Pentochal v'savata, v'shachachta z'ashem alokecha. So Hashem says, make a bracha after you eat. Protection. L'chein tziv Hashem yisbarach. Shekshe yochal v'yisba, yazkir shem elokim b'toda, v'yivarchenhu v'yizkarki hu, hanosein l'cha korach l'asos chayel. He's the one. He's the one that affords us protection. Umiyado l'kach l'kach ochel l'malos nafshuk yirav. He's the one that gave us food. Before and fun, you're right. But a bracha is not about that. That's what Chazal enacted brachas beforehand. But a bracha also has the element of protection to make sure that we recognize. It's like a siyag da'oraisa, so to speak, to make sure that I keep the proper perspective even when I am full, literally or figuratively. And that's what he talks about. That's the reason for the bracha. 
Right, beautiful. Let's see, read the words. Pasuk Yud, Yechalta Vesod Yerachta. Next Pasuk, Yishomer Lecha, Pentishcha, to the Shem Elokecha. Levilti Shmoy, that's the reason for the bracha. Pentisba, Tochal Vesavata, Uvatim Tovim Tivnevi Yashavta, Verama Vavecha. It's all one Hemshech, says the Meshachachma. It's all about feeling like I have everything. So that's on the one hand. Food, we need the protection afterwards. But when it comes to Torah, it's just the opposite. After somebody learns Torah, and we're assuming they learn Torah properly, after somebody learns Torah, it's obvious we feel inspired, we feel, we feel uh, enlightened, we feel like a different person after we learn. So you don't need a bracha after that. Memelo will feel But before we learn, sometimes we might not learn for the best reasons. You know, I, I, I want to learn so people can know, you know, I do dafyomi. I do, I do with it, so I want everybody to see that I'm, I'm carrying the, the right mesechta and I'm going in. Rachman al-san, if somebody with, no, not, not, most people don't have such kavanas. But, says the Meshachachma, b'divrei Torah, me'ikara ki avid, adaita denafshi avid. Sometimes, we'll do it for our own reasons. Shalom me'liyasos rav, le'goz chachma, I want to be a rabbi. I want to get, get very wise. V'im lo'yaskir Hashem yispar, if we don't mention God before we start learning. Ki atorah hi chayenu, v'yorach yameinu, u'ba chanan et nefesh ha'yisraeli ba'atzilus, and with this, he made the entire Jewish nation a nation of nobility. Might use it for the wrong reasons, and it could be a samha maves lamas miilimba. So that is why Hashem says before you make a bracha, kishem Hashem ekra havu godelolokenu. Right, ascribe greatness to Him because that is what one must one must be careful about. He says, and that's even the Gemara beautiful. The Gemara in the Darim Pe'alif. Why would the Chorban Bayis shlobercher b'Torah tchila? Because it was in the attitude. And we need that protection before we learn. Before we learn. So that's why on a Daraisa level, says the Meshachachma, we have a bracha after we eat and before we learn to protect us from evil thoughts that might, that might crop up. This also, he just says, explains one other Gemara, which he mentions at the end. Which again has an amazing Havamina. The Gemara in Arachin, Dav Dalid. The Gemara there says, Hakol Chayevin Bezimun. If you look on line 10 in the second column. Everyone has is chayv and zimun. Kohanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim. They're all chayv to do zimun. Ask the Gemara, what's the Chiddush? Kohanim, Shita. Why would I think a Kohen doesn't have to do zimun? So, lo tzricha dakach li kadshim. Oh, I might think if he's having a meal of karbonos, maybe he doesn't have to be mezamein. Why? Salakadai dachamina, fa'achlos amashar kupar bahem. Do we know that the achilus kadshim is a kapara, omar achmanavai kaparo? This is kapara, this isn't regular eating. Kamashmolan says the Gemara, Vichalta Vesavata, Omar Achman of Aisnu. You had Achila and you had Sevilla. Mamelo, you have to bench. What's the Havamina? Why would I have thought that Achila's Kachim does not require bench, Zimun, or even benching? So the Meshachachma says, well, it fits in. Because if I say the whole idea of benching is a protection from thoughts that I might have after I eat, so maybe Kohanim's reason, We're in the base of Migdash, we're eating Kachim. It's an Avoda. It's an Avoda. So I'm not, I don't have to be, I don't have to be worried there. Salkadaita, kivan chazeh ha'achilu inyin dati, v'chok u'mitzvah, im keno ha'achilu zu, ain't a goremis li de'avom, ain't a sarach levarech. I'm thinking I don't need the bracha. Kamash malan, da'af ha'achilu z'kachim, sarach shlo yidaitu z'achalav. Chiluk is, in kamash malan, no, no. There's still an achilu and a sevia. So if there was, it was an eating, there was a satiating, yes, it was, it was a kachim, but mitzvah z'lav lehenos netnu, and this is something that we have to be guard from even there. And he ends off, Vidayek Hetef.
Meshachachma number one, that's already a take-home one. Take-home one, why we only make a bracha daraisa after we eat and before we bench, because those are the danger points in those activities. But now we have the second part of the Meshachachma. I've got a question that might have bothered you in the past. As we know, the Gemara tells us that in Masechah's brachas, that the fourth bracha benching, the first three of Daraisa, made up by Moshe and Yeshua and David and Shlomo respectively, what about the fourth bracha? Hatov, that's called Hatova Hametiv. So the Gemara tells us, Biyavna Tiknu al Haruge Beitar. Line 27, we're at the end of that column. They made a masakin in Yavna after Chorban Abayas. This bracha was Masukan after Chorban Abayas, after the Haruge Beitar, the people that were killed in Beitar, which was part of the Bar Kochla rebellion, after they went a long time without Kavura and their bodies did not decompose until they was Ochet to Kavura. But Esau saw that amazing nace that they did not decompose and HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed them to bury them. Boom, Chazar Masak in a bracha, fourth bracha. Question. Two questions. Number one, do we have any other event in our history that we commemorate with a bracha? That's not on a Yantif, let's say. Okay, Pesach, we have a Shargalanu. That's part of the Chag of Chag Matzos. Pesach. But this is the, this is one event. So it was an amazing nace. But we don't have a bracha regarding any, any other event. Asks the Meshachachma, the Tzorach Hezber, al inyan prati tigru chacham and bracha kavua. What kind of bracha is this? Why do we have a bracha? What's so unique about this event? Number one. Number two, Hatova Metiv, we just said. That bracha, the fourth bracha of is called, is called Hatova Metiv. But we know there's another bracha of Hatova Metiv, which we say when we eat a, drink a higher quality wine. If I have a certain type of wine and then later on in the, in the meal, a higher quality type of wine is brought out, I make a Hatova Metiv. Ask the Meshachachma, is there any connection between Hatova Metiv by wine and Hatova Metiv by the fourth bracha of benching? It's the same word, it's the same name that we give to the brachas, so it's somewhat of a pella if they have no connection. Visit pella last line. Madua rak al yayin. And why do you only say by wine? Only by wine, and it's the same name as the bracha of the fourth bracha of benching. So what's going on here? Says the Meshachachma, beautiful idea. We have to realize the historical backdrop of this bracha and of this story. Next page, source number six, second line. Fahabi'ur. The entire benching, after we eat bread, Chazal, the Torah, before Chazal, the Torah wanted to make sure that we had a lesson in Jewish history. Every time we bench, we'll use the opportunity to talk to God, to have a lesson of Jewish history. So the first part of benching talks all about the Yisodos Amuna, how our nation was built. <laughs> we talk about... Hashem is in charge of the world, Emuna. We talk about Eretz Yisrael. We talk about Talmud Torah. We talk about Brismila. We talk about our destiny, Malchus Beis David, Binyan Yerushalayim. We talk about our past. We talk about our future. We talk about our present. We talk about everything. Hashkacha Pratis, about the man, Hazanas Olam Kulo Betuva, Bechem Bechem, who knows in Lechem, Lechol Basar. Every day, the man, everything. The Nizachun Avshosam Kalarboim Shana. And their souls were cleansed and purified. And we go through all of that in the first three brachos. But there's one more yesod we have to get across. And this yesod was only needed at the time in history what we're talking about. After Chorben Bayesheni, B'nai Yisrael go into Galos. This is about to be a very, very long Galos. And they knew it. They knew it. Tiknu Shana. 
That bracha was enacted to give chizuk to Klal Yisrael. To make sure that they realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still with them. Even though they're in Galus. Fikayemes beravacha ubahodu v'tafartan. We are able to survive all the Galios. Vihinei. Let's think about it. We had a Chorban. And this was the second time around. We're like, oh, we did it again. And the, and the Sanhedrin went to Yavne. And it was, it was it's, we thought, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. We're going to be nomads. We're not going to have a land. We're not going to have a name. We're going to have a law. Until they thought, forget it. And then, and then they said, oh, Bar Kochva. Even Rabbi Akiva believed he was Mashiach. Bar Kuziba, and then he was killed. That was it. That was the last straw. The Jewish people are finished. They were Messiah. And Dafka then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did this tremendous nace for them. They saw Bar Kochva, that Gedoli Ola, meaning Rabbi Akiva, were mistaken. But finally they saw that Haruki Betar <coughs> were going to be Nitan Lekvura, Hevinu, third to last line. Ki Yisrael se'echad bein ha'shivim ze'evim. They realize that the Jewish nation is one sheep among 70 wolves. U'b'chesed Hashem ha'yedei malchi chesed. Yachlev koach. Hashem is in charge. Leiv malachim b'yad Hashem. Chazal said, there's another message we need to give our people. Not only Torah and Briz and Eretz Yisrael and Malchus Beis David and B'nai Yishalayim, but also Hashgachas Hashem wherever a Jew might be at any time in history. That's Hatova Hametav. Hashem stays with us and guards us. Al Kiyama Uma, second column. Umi Kiyama Uma Hapalai, from this amazing, wondrous Kiyum. La Madnu, Kinaamnu, Divrei Nevienu, Divrei Avosenu, Asher Nchilon, Morashab, Emunas Uman, Kalhanaga, Hello Kippa, Binyur Shlamba Aretz. We see Hashem is still with us. We see we, still, we are still around. That's the greatest Raya that Kanashbarach was still with us. As Mark Twain said, the greatest Raya that there is a God are the Jews. Right, that's this bracha, hatova hametiv. This bracha is about Yavna. Hashem is good to us. He was good to us. He is good to us. He will be good to us. Hukamalanu, hukamlenu, hiyigmalenu. Achinel chesar rachamim. Right, the rebach. Hashem is always with us. Now let's get back to the other question. So, what about wine? Why dafka does it share wine? The lachain al yayin tignu hatova hametiv. Line nine. Why? Kizem miflaus tamim deim asher uma kazu bini muslim keila. We have kept. Alive and separated from all the other nations of the world throughout history. What has done that to us? The wine. The wine. Wine is the symbol of all of those laws that we have been kept separated, but Hashem has watched over us. There's no that we're not allowed to to prevent chitun. Wine is the root. Skipping down to the end. A better wine. Focus on the wine. That's you say, Hashem is good and was good and is good and will be good to us. And that's the connection to the fourth bracha of benching, which again is all about Klai Yisrael surviving in the, in the Gauls. A similar idea, but different, we'll say it over, is mentioned by the Nodabi Yehuda in his commentary on Brachas and the Tzlach on Daf Memches in Source number 7, where he also discusses what's so unique about Beta, what's so unique about Atav HaMetev. One can present this as a separate idea, even though it's connected. Shalot Tamar, we shouldn't say, Kivon, or they shouldn't say in that time period, Kivon Shalot Hisrichu, Ein Kan Sorech Lekvura, Shari Gambalikvura Lo Yispazu, Hey, look! They were—they—they they didn't become putrefied. Okay, leave them. No, they don't talk like 
Shagabalik for Alois Bazu. No, it's it's a nace. No. Get the message of the nace. Avo Bemes Hakvura a Nenuk Tsorecha Guflavad Rakamkin Sorecha Nefesh. Not only does the guf need kvura, but the nefesh is not totally at rest without kvura. The neshama cannot go fully back to shamayim until the guf is in the ground. And that's why halacha is so emphatic in terms of doing the funeral as quickly as possible. That's why we want to focus on kvura. Because, you know what kvura emphasizes? That it's not just about the body that's in front of you. There's a lot that you don't see. And even though the neshama is not in here, there is still significance. And the message is given by Benchik, because when we eat, we have to realize our finitude. And he continues towards the end of the column where he says, and he put it at the end of benching, right next to Boni Brachmav Yerushalayim. This is where it's a little similar. We're out of Eretz Yisrael. We don't have a Mishkan. We don't have a Shechina. Forget it. We don't have to be connected to Hashem. We can't conquer our Yitzhahara. No, we don't have such Hashgacha. Here in Chutzla Aretz, here in Galus, during this time that we don't have a base Migdash. Forget it. Hashem says, I'll give you a Moface. Haruge Beitar. Look, I protected you in death. I can protect you in life as well. Even though the Nefesh is gone, Hashem protects the Guf. So even though our nefesh is gone, our base amigdash is gone, our shechina, our ur mitumim, Kodesh Baruch Hu still protects us. Still, Kodesh Baruch Hu was there to protect us. Just like he protected the bodies, even though the neshama was not there, so too, he protects us, even though we don't have our neshama fully. We don't have the base amigdash, we don't have the, the shechina. So, two points, two meshachachmas, bracha before learning and after eating, and number two, the purpose of Atova Hametiv, and its connection to the wine bracha, and the tzlach, who connects to the second idea. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along. Parag Yud, Pasig Yud Beis. Yud Yud Beis, we're going to spend a little time on. This Pasig, famous Pasig by Chamishi. V'yata Yisrael, listen, B'nai Yisrael, Ma Hashem Elokecha Sholem Elimach, what does Hashem ask of you? Kim liyeret Hashem Elokecha, just fear Him, L'oleches V'chol Drachav, L'avoso, to go in His ways, to love Him, L'avodet Hashem Elokecha, to serve Him, B'chol Avavcha, U'v'chol Nafshecha. That's what Kodesh Baruch asks of you. Rashi quotes, Rabbi Hoseinu Darshu, He asks to you, Kim liyera, Rashi quotes the Gemara in Brachis, and in Meseches Nida, HaKol Bidei Shamayim, Chutz, Hashem asks Yerushalayim from you, right? Hakobi de Shemayim chutz mi Yerushalayim. That's the Chazal. Two Chassidish Avarts on this um, on this Chazal from the Yagdal Torah. The Yagdal Torah first quotes the Chlushi Arim. Source number nine. Chlushi Arim says something fascinating. There are two things. There are two actions we do in life, and really we should do just the opposite and switch the two of them. Shnei Dvarim Shaolamosim Behefech Mimachesorach Lios. Which is the opposite. Hine parnasa. Parnasa ultimately is biyad Hashem. We have to do our hishtavlis for sure. 
For sure, we have to do a shtalus. That's what it says in the ksuba. Somebody gets married, has a ksuba, he promises to support his wife. But, ultimately, we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of Parnassus. We have to do our Ishtalus and the rest is up to Hashem and we have to daven about it. But what do we do? Says the Chalish Yarim. We run and run and run and run. We don't focus on God. Day and night. And then we have the opposite. Our Avodas Hashem, which is really in our hands. Our learning, our davening, our mitzvahs. is B'yabas Adam, as our Pazik says, Yerushalayim is up to us. And yet that, we throw on Hashem. They're like, okay, God, if you, if you give me the opportunity to do the mitzvah, maybe I'll do it. We throw it all on Hashem. I do a little ishtablus. But, you know, it's more on God. We ask Hashem, give him bina. And then how much do we try to work on our bina? Where's our ishtablus to work on our bina? Says the Yankel Torah, says the Chalushi Arim. Many times, we're osig so far in non-Yerat Shemayim uh, areas, and we're not osig in Yerat Shemayim areas. Maybe we have to have a little more izun, a little more balance between these two areas, because after all, we have to realize Yerat Shemayim is what is in our control. And there we have to, therefore, we have to do our best. And then a second thought from the Chalushi Arim. In source number nine, turning over. Again, Alderak Drush. Hakol bidei shamayim, chutz miyira shamayim. Says the Chadushi Arim, Hakol bidei shamayim. Whenever we daven, whenever we daven for something, it's all bidei shamayim, whether Hashem gives us one answer or the other answer. Hakol bidei shamayim. It's all bidei shamayim. Chutz, except for one thing. One thing, if you daven for, Hashem has to give it to you. If I'm really davening for it, be'emes. And that is Yira Shemayim. Shem Adam Avakish Meiz Hashem Yisrael B'chol Even Efesh Hashem. Please let me have Yira Shemayim. It says Bet But Betach. It says for sure Hashem won't leave you high and dry, and He'll give you the Yira Shemayim. Everything else in life, if I ask for, maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't. It's up to Hashem. But Hakol B'Dei Shemayim. Chutz Mi Yira Shemayim. Everything is up to Shemayim to decide for us, except for Yira Shemayim. If we daven for that, it says then it's not up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu will for sure will for sure give it to us. That's how we have to look at Yira. Okay, two Hasidic thoughts, and now we get to another element. We know the Gemara tells us, in Mesechus Brachas, source number 10, quoted at the beginning, on Daflam and Gimel, where what did the Pasuk say? You read the Pasuk, we get a little depressed. What's Hashem asking from you already? It's just Yerush Shemayim. What's the big deal? There's a little Yerush Shemayim, that's all you need. And we think to ourselves, what do you mean, what's the big deal? Living a life of Yerat Shemayim, living a life of Shavisi Hashem Lanegdi Samid is not the most simple uh, request. The Gemara says, Don Brachos, Atu Yerat Shemayim Milsa Zitrasihi. What is it? Is Yerat Shemayim so small? It's not a small thing to live a life with Yerat Shemayim. So what does the Gemara answer? In Lagabi Moshe Milsa Zitrasihi. From Moshe Rabbeinu's standpoint, it was a little thing. Moshe's like, come on, what's the big deal? It's Yerat Shemayim. Right, sometimes, Lahavdil, sometimes we'll be near a, a tremendous uh, gadol, and he'll say, yeah, this Masechta, that Masechta, will be quoting Gemara all over the place. It's nothing, nothing. Like, we're looking at him like, oh, it's nothing, it's, uh, it's major. But some things are made easier by the practice and the level you got up to. But Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gemara says, it was nothing for him. So the question that all Mepharshim ask is, so what's the message of the Torah? The Moshe, uh, the Torah says, you're Shemaim, it's nothing. After all, it was nothing for Moshe Rabbeinu. What does that have to do with me? What does Hashem want from me? I'm not Moshe Rabbeinu. Yes, I could try to be Moshe Rabbeinu, like the Ramam says, to fulfill my potential. Wonderful. 
But in terms of your a life of your Shemayim, that's hard. So what's the Torah trying to tell me? Line three says Rav Pinkus for Hikshukol Mafarshim for Idivri Moshe Rabbeinu Mechuvanim Neged Yisrael V'Yim Kain Imeitzal Moshe Rabbeinu Hava Shalom Ayir Shemayim Tavar Katan. If it was small to Moshe, so what are we supposed to say? How is that small for us? So he quotes the Dubna Magid in the name of the Gra. Right, they both lived in Vilna. Shakavanas Hagamara this is the message. Since Moshe Rabbeinu was overflowing with his Yirat Shamayim, Memela, Komi Shayimsal Yadav Yiskarevilov, Bikalas Yiskigamul Yirat Shamayim. The message the Torah is telling me is that there was a great Godel, Moshe Rabbeinu. He had tremendous Yirat Shamayim, and Memela, anybody who was near Moshe, got some of that Yirat Shamayim onto them. Like a mushal, it's like when you have a cup that's overflowing. If you fill it up and it starts overflowing, you're going to get wet. You're going to get wet. If you stand near a fountain that's overflowing, you're going to get wet. If you stand near Moshe Rabbeinu who's overflowing with your Shemayim, Mamela, it's going to fall some on me too. Wine 10, Zeusha Amru. That's what it means. It's Milsa Zudrasihi. He's Mali Vagadush. Mamela, go close to him. Mamela, learn from him and be near him. It says that's the message. The message of this passage is to go near those people who it is small legabam. It is small legabam. Says the Repinkus. I've already explained. There is an easy strategy, not an easy, but one of the strategies to be Kona Torah, to be Kona Yerat Shemaim is to create my surroundings and to make sure I am surrounded by a chevra, by a rebbe, by rabbanim, by, by good influences. That's what it says. Stick to them. It's a mitzvah to be near to live near them, to visit them, to bring our children to them, to go to shiurim from them. That's the Ram. The Ramam says. We have to learn from them. The Pazik says, stick to Hashem. We can't stick to Hashem. So it means stick to His servants. Stick to the Talmidei Chachamim. That's the message. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gedolim. It's easy for them, Mela. I need to stay close to them in order to get splashed a little bit by the year Shemayim. And Rav Pigos just ends off by saying also, it's not just consciously, it's not just content-wise, what you learn from them it's not just I want to learn something from them, but if I'm near a godzol, if I'm near, then memela, you know, sometimes mitzvahs are easier. If you ever daven, if you ever daven next to a, a great rebbe, a great rav, and you daven in the same minion with them, then our kavan is better. What is that? To, why? Why? Why is that kavan better? I'm the same old, the same old me, and I'm davening, but just, just subconsciously, metaphysically, if I'm surrounded and near somebody that inspires me spiritually, then in Mela, I'm going to act like a spiritually inspired person. And when I'm in their vicinity, and even when I'm not in their vicinity, they, they spilled onto me, and that makes me a different person. He says, Vikori Harbi, line 25, he says a lot of times, he says, you go to a wedding, or you go to a bar mitzvah, there's the rabbi's table, there's the uh, lawyer's table, there's this table, that table. He says, Chaval. He says, imagine, imagine if, if the, 
if all of us could be near the rabbi's table, if the rabbis could be situated in a way where they're mashpiyim and they're around and they influence the conversation at all the tables. It says, and if not, I need to go near them and start schmoozing with them and have my ear near them to hear what they're talking about, to hear the, the words that are coming out of their mouth. And again, not just the Torah, but it's all, even the Sichas Chul and Shaltam It says, that's the Fasik. Ma, what did Hashem ask of you? You're at Shemayim. You're at Shemayim. What do you mean you're at Shemayim? It's hard. Moshe Rabbeinu, it's small. So what does that have to do with me? Moshe, or the Moshe Rabbeinus of every generation, it's small and gabam, and therefore I have to go be near them. And if I'm near them, Mimela, I will, I will get affected by them as well. Okay, two more thoughts for the, for this week. First is a question, amazing, such an obvious question. I didn't see it really asked. I'm sure it's asked by in, in other places. I didn't really see it asked, though, in, in, in another svar. It's a question of the Torah Tamima in his commentary to Sefer's Bracha. Right, we have this week's parasha. We have the second section of Shema. Second section of Shema. Last week we had Shema. This week we have Hayim Shema. So we know Shema. We say We've all said it thousands of times in our life. We have to love Hashem with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our meodecha. Which one of the them is money? What it talks about in the Mishnah in Mesaches Brachas. But if you look in the second parsha of Kriya Shema, which is in this week's parsha. Right at the end. What does the second parsha of Kriyashma say? You have to follow Hashem. And we have to follow him. Or earlier. The first part, I'm sorry, the first part again, Vahaya. Whoever think about it. In the first parsha it says, you have to love Hashem in three ways. Lave, nefesh, and ma'od. Ma'odecha. And here in the second parsha, la'avaz Hashem al-kechem, b'chol ola'avdo, b'chol avavchem, u'v'chol nafshechem. Leaves out, u'v'chol ma'odechem. Why is that left there? Such a dover push, such an obvious question. It's not parallel. First parsha says we have to love Hashem in the three ways, and here it only says the two ways. That's the question of the Tosefes bracha, why is it left out? What's the difference between the first two parshias? Good. Two answers he gives. Line nine. We know Chazal. Actually, let's go back. The Gemara Darshans. What is Bechol Modecha? And why does it say Bechol Nashka Bechol Modecha? So the Gemara Darshans at Brachas Tafsamachalif. That, well, there are some, you have to love Hashem in the most extreme uh, circumstance. In any circumstance, you have to love Hashem. So there are some people, says the Gemara, that love their soul more than their money. So Hashem says there, There are some people that love their money more than their whole own life. So it says, If you like that type of person, you have to even give away all your money. And love Hashem with all your money. Say this is Hashem's bracha. You ever meet such a person? They're not too, not too common. It's against nature. Mechayev, that a person's life will be less valuable to him than his money? That's very unusual. Halonoma, everybody knows. Everybody, everybody thinks about their life first. But what must you say? Line 13. One in thousands. One in thousands. This is what happened to. Right? Somebody who was very depressed and upset about their life. And he's money, 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 money. Money is his idol, is his avodah zara. So it's, that's the only, it happens one in a million, but it's not so common. 
This can happen to one person. But it can happen. But with a tzibur, with Klai Yisrael, it can never happen. There's not going to be a whole seaboard that has this type of emuna, this type of belief. It's impossible. Maybe in the, in the stone, uh, even in stone, they don't care about other people's lives, but their own lives. So you won't have it. So he says that's he says that's the pshat. He says simple. First parsha of Kriyat is lashon yachid. When you're talking to each and every yachid, then you can give this message. Because a yachid, there might be a yachid out there that has this. He needs to hear that too. In the first parsha, it says, because that is Lashon Yachid. And it speaks to every individual. Line 25. But this one, the second, that's plural. Lashon Rabim, speaking to all of Klai Yisrael, you're never going to have the entire nation, especially Klai Yisrael, that money is it, vizehu. So that's why it only says it in the first parsha, not the second parsha. Beautiful. But then you have the second suggestion he has, line 31, second idea. Vihine, I'm sorry, Va'amnam, yesh l'aseistam b'pshitus al-chisern al-ashabacham I just think the ha'ara is amazing. Good uh, question. It says why? We have to, have to, look, have to, we have to look in Mepharshim on Siddur. That's where we have to look. Besides the Mepharshim on the Chumash. I didn't get to look. Mepharshim zu. V'yalbo Mepharshim rishonim mikriyashma. He says the following. The first parsha. What's the message of the first parsha? The mission says in Brachas, Kabbalah Somach Hashemayim. The second parsha is Kabbalah's Mitzvahs. But the first parsha is Kabbalah Somach Hashemayim. Line 35. Kabbalah Somach Hashemayim means giving everything to Hashem. Doing mitzvahs and not doing Averis. That's what Kabbalah Somach Hashemayim for. Right? What did Rabbi Akiva do? Shema Yisrael Shemokin Hashem Echad. We have to give away everything not to violate even Losase's. Includes both. Losases. The halacha is, as we know, you have to give away all your money. Not to violate a losase. It's a shul, shulchan arach and hilchas sukkah, hilchas lulav. To give away all your money. So it says, v'chol mo'odecha, he quotes it. To give away, give away all your money in order not to violate a, a losase. Parsha Rishon of Kriyashma is Kabbalah from Machashemayim. That includes assays and losases. So that's why it says, v'chol mo'odecha. Second parsha is Kabbalah's mitzvos. Kabbalah's mitzvos. That there are limitations. God's mitzvah. How much money do I have to give away in order to do a mitzvah? So there are in different limitations. So therefore, says the Tosefus Bracha. So that's why it does not say Bechol Modecha there, because there are limits. Okay. Finally, the last thought for the for this week here in Parshas Akev, as we get to the Akev of the Shear, get to the end of our Shear, and Parak Yud Aleph Pasik Chaf Base. Yud Aleph Chavbeis, the Torah tells us all the way at the end by Shvi'i, Ki im shamar tishmerun es kala mitzvah azos, asher anochi mitzvah eschem lasos, if you keep all the mitzvahs, li'avos Hashem alakechem, ulo aleches b'chol derachav, ulo davkabo. So, if you keep all the mitzvahs and you follow his ways and you stick to him, Rashi, on this Pasuk, ulo davkabo, efshar lo markein, is it possible that we could stick to Hashem? Follow Eish Ochlohu, he's a burning fire. Elahidavik betamidim, ubechachamim. 
Like we saw before from Repinkus. But stick to the Tamidim and the Tamidim and the Tamidim. Stick to his, his, his uh, servants. Speak to his Shamashim. To the Tamidim and the Tamidim. Beautiful. We know the Rashi Korni Chazal. The question of Rashi is not about what he says, but where he says it. This is Pasach Kabo. The problem is that earlier we had, earlier in our Parsha, Perek Yud, Pasach Chav, as Hashem Alokecha Tira, Oso Tavod, Uvo Sidbak, Uvishmoti Shaveya. So already in the previous parak it said Uvo Sidbak. And here it says Uludavkabo, same thing. Rashi doesn't comment earlier. Rashi only comments here. Why didn't Rashi say this on Pasig Yud? Perik, Yud I'm sorry, Perik Yud, Pasig Chaf, why did he wait till the end of the Parsha to say it? Right, Rashi should have said it on the first one. Why? That's the Ha'ara of the Sif Sechachamim. Answers the Shemanatov. Says the Shemanatov here in the last source, turning over the page to source 13. So you've got to look at the context of the Pasig. The first pasuk says, "Hashem alakecha tira oso sabo devo sidbuk." The context is Yiras Hashem. Yiras Hashem. Rashi is not bothered there to explain uvo sidbuk. This pasuk is v'yahafta. Right? It's la'avas Hashem alakechem la'lechas b'chol derachav uladav kabo avas Hashem. That's where Rashi comments. What's the difference? V'yachiluku line five. Tibadregas Yira Tachlisa Latarasa Adam Blios Nir Talachor. Yirat Shamayim and Yirat Hashem is about jumping back. Fear, Pachat, fear or awe. Whether it's Yiras Haonesh, Yiras Haromamus, whatever it is, it's recoiling. That's what it's about. Kimitoch Yira Badera Klalu Nasagachor. I go back and I don't do something. That it's Shayak to talk about when it comes to Kaddish Barachu. It's not crazy to jump back because that's our whole life. The Imkain Inyan had Dvekus Habam Yira Pirushalis Mafahi Tamid. Dvekus that comes from Yurat Shamayim, Ashri Adam Mafahi Tamid, as it says, Penchazram Yavara Kutoshu Yutso. Again, it's not so, we understand that. That's Yira, being scared and awed. Like he quotes the Kutzker about what Yurat Shamayim is, Yira from the Shamayim, because the Shamayim haven't moved since they heard Yahira Kia Yikabu Amayim. Good, Yira. But when it comes to Ava, the end of the Parsha, the Ava, and then Uludavka both through Ava, he says, no, 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 that needs limits. That's impossible. Ava is about going closer. So how do you get close to, to the infinite? It's impossible. That's impossible. Hashem says it, but Hashem commanded it. That's what Rashi says right here. Right, that was the chait of Nadav Nadav they brought an Eish Zara. They tried to get close in a way that they weren't allowed to get close. That's it. So he says, says the Shemanatov, so simple answer. Based on Yurat Shemayim and Avas Hashem. And that's what we have to focus on. We have to focus on both. The Ran and give it to you, but the Ram I'm right, the beginning of Yilchas Yisodia Torah, in the second, pa- in the, um, in the second parak, that Yurat Shemayim and Avas Hashem come from both. It comes from a Talmud Torah. It also comes from just looking around the world. So we have to try at the same time to have Yira and recoil from the infinite and also at the same time Avas Hashem which Rashi tells us at the end of our parsha, is to be around people who can be mashpia positively on me and in that way bring me close to HaKadosh Baruch Okay, we'll stop here. Parsha's Ekev and Hashem we will continue uh, next week.